For Golf Course Industry, I'm Rick Wolfel. My guest today is Dr. Travis Shaddix from the University of Florida, and we're going to be talking about the Harold's Balanced Approach Program. Uh, Dr. Shaddix, first of all, thanks uh, for making time today. Good to have you with us. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. The Harold's Balanced Approach Program has been described by some people as a holistic approach to turf health. Would you be able to offer an overview on that for a moment? Well, sure. We've been working uh, with this program for, uh, I guess, a year and a half or two years now. And the program covers many different aspects of turf grass health, if you want to call it turf health. Um, And it does it in a fashion that is very easily scheduled and executed so that um, there's very little guessing going on. You don't have to wonder necessarily if did I do that or did I do this or when should I do that. The, the program uses um, a week-by-week, week, 52 weeks of the year, to schedule fungicides, nutrition, uh, various pesticides, and so forth, so that um, not only does the aesthetic value of the turf plant on top of the soil um, respond, but we're also taking care of other things that may be unseen, such as fungicides and pathogens and, and insects and diseases and so forth. You know, some of the elements include uh, water and irrigation, as you mentioned, uh, wetting agents, granular fertilization, a whole list. And I think while most of our audience may understand this, some may not, how important it is that all these elements interact and overlap with each other over the course of the year. Sure, yeah. One of the big uh, you know, points of uh, interest or teaching that I, that I preach is the uh, water, light, and temperature balanced approach of just general plant health. So in, that, in that, those lectures and those talks, I talk about the importance of understanding how water, light, and temperature affect the plant um, seasonally as well as from various uh, products, if you will. And so from sort of a 10,000-foot level, the water-light temperature uh, triangle, if you will, uh, what this program does, or at least what I've, my experience with this program, is it takes sort of this very large 10,000-foot approach to plant health, and it provides a little bit more detail um, in regards to various uh, you know, components of plant health. So, for example, when I say water is important and understanding the water, the balance of water, light, and temperature, well, this particular program that I've found in my experience is that it details how water can be better managed. So rather than say, oh, water is important and the seasonal influences of water, let's say in South Florida in the wintertime where we have very little water relative to the summer, my approach is be aware of how water changes throughout the season, and in this particular program, or an approach similar to this program, they take that knowledge and then implement various products and components and scheduling of from applications to help better manage that three-legged stool of water, light, and temperature, the water component of that three-legged stool. So that's uh, one of the certainly one of the values that I've noticed in the program when since I've been working with it. Now, you've conducted a couple of studies on this program over the last year and a half or so mm-hmm. uh, at the University of Florida. Uh, 
and they overlap, but uh, why don't you tell our listeners about those studies and uh, the information that, that you got out of that? Sure. Well, we started these uh, studies on Tiff Eagle, I guess, in the fall of 2016 on an old uh, Tiff Eagle green that had been here for oh, probably 15, 16 years, a green that had not been aerified or verticut or top-dressed um, really uh, in, in line with what normal management practices are, at least. So it was pretty weak. It was poor. Um, the quality was quite low. Uh, the speed is uh, an embarrassing. Uh, it was an embarrassing seven or eight on on the stent meter. It was very, a very poor green, an old green. And then next to that green, we uh, renovated and fumigated a, a new, a different green, and uh, we had a new Tiff Eagle green put in there. So we we started the program on an old Tiff Eagle green that needed help essentially. And I even told the folks from, from Harold, I said, you sure, are you sure you want to put it on that green because it's pretty bad? And he, they said, no, that's actually a good idea. It's starting in a, in a poor condition, and we want to see how this program benefits this condition. And so we did it on the old green first, and we saw some positive responses. The data was very favorable. And about six months later, seven months later, they said, well, let's repeat the exact same study uh, just essentially next to it, 30 or 40 feet away, on the new green. So we we worked with two conditions, essentially. We worked with the program on an old green that was very poor and needed help and on a very new green where the speeds were close to 10, you know, 10, 10 and a half. So the 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 new green had fewer roots. It had fewer, you know, it it was newly established. It was a different condition. Uh, than the old green, and so essentially, what we found is that uh, the the old green uh, over time, compared to the, the program of the Herald's approach, the the old green with the Herald's approach uh, responded and had greater quality and greater color and so forth, better better reestablishment of tissue than compared to say a normal management practice of fertility and fungicides. Um, uh, just a standard application, a standard program, essentially. So, so on the old green, that's where we saw that response, and it was pretty, pretty impressive. And so they put it on the new green, and so we, and then when we put it on the new green, uh, we saw very similar responses. Where the Harold's approach program, the data plays out such that the uh, the color and the density is uh, was higher or greater than a standard fertility program and a standard, um, just a standard management program for those greens. Both greens were managed identical in terms of cultural practices. They were both cut at 120, uh, which is you know, a little bit on the high end. They were both top dressed the same. They were both aerified the same. They were both, you know, everything was identical except for the programs. And so, um, you know, essentially compared to a standard industry practice, standard industry management program for nutrition and pesticide applications and wetting agents, we, uh, we observed that the Heroes program was more consistent in terms of color and density. There's more to it than uh, than this, but a lot of it involves strengthening the root system, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a, a topic of interest to many people. What are some of the other things that you noticed over the course of the study, things that a turf professional would notice if the layperson would not necessarily about uh, the health and the condition of the greens? Yeah. Really, to me, there were two key advantages to this sort of program. Number one was the very clear and easily understand program week to week. So in other words, they have it set up such that 
and, and I'm sure many other people follow a similar program, and, and that's fine. But this, the setup, let's say, is on week one. Week one would be the first week of the year, and week 52 is the last week of the year. So each week, my spray technician knows exactly what's going to go out. Moreover, or more importantly, she knows exactly what's going to go out next week and the week after and five weeks later, and then she knows what's going to go out on the week of July 8th and the week of October 10th. So it's very clear in terms of scheduling products and, and scheduling time for the greens and, and, and so forth. It's very easy to follow in terms of that. There are a number of products in there, and I think they're refining those products to make them a little bit easier to, to uh, blend together and so forth. But the scheduling, for one, makes things much easier to, uh, to manage. Now, in terms of turf health and the turf response, there were times when the, the, the plants uh, for the, uh, the, the, the plots under the program uh, were equal to the existing industry plots, but they were never lower than the industry plots. They were always as good or better, essentially, compared to the standard application. And what I really observed is that there was a more of a consistent color and quality to the plots under the program relative to the industry standards. So in other words, the industry standards might look really good one week, and they might look uh, poor the next week or less less good the next week. And so there was, a, there was a subtle fluctuation from month to month and week to week and so forth. And I think a lot of folks will see this in their, in their greens. They know what part of their greens are their indicator spots and their hot spots. They know which ones show up first on certain greens and so forth. And so there's a subtle fluctuation in many people's greens, and we would see that subtle fluctuation uh, sometimes up, sometimes down uh, in the industry standard plots. Okay, But with the Herald's uh, balanced approach program plots, it just seemed that that fluctuation was not near as severe. There was a fluctuation occasionally, but it was, the, the, the great peaks and valleys uh, turned into very shallow peaks and valleys, if that makes sense. So those two aspects I found to be uh, beneficial, uh, one being the easy, easily scheduled and easily forecasted uh, products and application, and then two being the more uniform and consistent uh, response from week to week. Did anything surprise you about it, about how effective this protocol actually was? Did anything surprise me? Um, well, I wouldn't say surprise. I, I just, I guess, I guess it was more the other treatments were a little bit more surprising than the balanced approach treatments. The, 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 there was only two treatments. There was the, the balanced approach, and then there was the industry standard of standard fertility and so forth. It was more the obvious fluctuation in the quality of the opposing treatment, of the industry standard treatment. It's, uh, it's not as easy probably to visualize those changes when the whole green is one way, but when you have two different programs side by side, one is uh, fairly uniform and consistent from week to week, and the other, which theoretically would be the you know is the industry standard, you wouldn't I don't know you wouldn't think it would vary that much, but because it's sitting right next to a plot that tends to be fairly uniform, you see fair amount of fluctuation. Uh, when I say fluctuation, I mean color, uh, canopy density. Um, you see a fair amount of that 
in the industry standard program. So if there's anything, I don't know if I was surprised by it, but it, it was certainly uh, interesting to see how much a putting green can can vary in terms of color and quality and density uh, when it's when it's uh, side by side with um, well, in this case, the, the the balanced approach from Harold's. The other point I wanted to get to is the importance of advanced planning, and that's something that superintendents talk about quite a bit, as you know. But how important is it whether a superintendent is using the Harold's program or whatever, that they have some plan laid out so they are uh, preparing for situations rather than simply reacting to them? Yeah, yeah, and I know a lot of superintendents, uh, they, they know that how important that is and that they hear it in the BMP talks and they hear it at, you know, various GIS talks and so forth. And, and I think I think for the most part, at least the superintendents I deal with, they're all very knowledgeable and aware that, you know, proper planning prevents poor performance, right? So um, they're aware of that. I, I think the, the challenge can, and I'm, and I'm not in the superintendent's shoes, let's be clear. I mean, they, they deal with a lot more stresses than, than I think many people are aware of. So I, I don't, I don't uh, live their world as much as I probably should. But um, they, they are aware of it. I think sometimes they're so busy with many, many other things. They've got to deal with uh, their, their memberships. They've got to deal with, uh, you know, various labor issues. They've got to deal with employees and equipment. And this is the putting green. This is uh, the very obviously people live and die by the putting greens, but it's only three acres of the, of the course, and um, it's a very small acreage of the course. But there's a lot of other components of the course. Their pump broke or they got a main line six-inch break and they got to dig it. There's just a lot of things going on in these superintendents' lives that uh, that just create a lot of stress. And so to me, and, and, and I'm not anywhere near that in terms of my level of, of stress and juggling, keeping all the balls in there. I'm not even on that level. But I do have my own, you know, relative uh, relative issues on as well in my program, the the University of Florida Research Program at Fort Lauderdale. There's a lot of sponsors, and there's there's 20 or 30 projects, and there's invoices, and there's payments, and I got to pay for it. You know, there are a lot of things that I have to do as well. The last thing I I want to be, be worried about is, oh, the greens look bad today. What didn't I do? You know, instead I can put this on the board. I can give it to my spray technician, and it's very very clear. There's no ambiguity. This is what's going to be done next week and following week. So I think superintendents are aware of the importance of it. In fact, I know the ones I deal with are very aware of the importance of pre-planning and, and uh, being proactive rather than reactive. But being aware of it and putting it into action can, can sometimes differ just because they're so busy and they have so much stuff going on and they have so much stuff on their plate. So when you have someone come in and – you, they hand you the program, or at least in my case, I'll speak for me, when they hand me the program, I'm like, wow, this is a week, but there's 52 lines on this graph or this table. Okay, and you start working your way through it. Okay, well, that's okay. I see how you got it with this week, next week, the following week. And then it's, then it's repetitive to some degree. It changes a little bit from season to season. There's a little bit of a tweak where there might be one up and one down in a particular season. Um, but I know. I know going in exactly what I'm going to do. So for me, it was and has been – uh, a, a stress relief, or just one less thing I have to worry about. Essentially, uh, not I'm still going to worry about it, but at least I know that if there, the communication between my expectations and the, and the spray tech's execution of it, uh, it's very clear. No one, there's no one, uh, there's no confusion as to what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. 
Travis, greatly appreciate your time uh, today, and, and thank you for a very enlightening discussion. Well, thank you for having me. That's Golf Course Industry for today. I'm Rick Wolfel. Please join us next time.